Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment. I've got Chris Beto with me this morning. He's president and CEO of Beto Security. Chris, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm great, Greg. How well, are you? you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit about you. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got started in information security, what you're doing, and um, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, you know, a question like this is kind of interesting. How far back do you go? Because I think we all have our own path that, you know, you can even kind of like go, okay, well, back way, way, way back then I'd even kind of thought about, but for me, it really started, um, I'd been in IT in, 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 you know, in my career, um, really liked tying business and IT together, really thought that it was important that, that IT served business. And, and we take that approach with information security as well. But um, my, my career really started uh, when, I, when, I, when I joined a bank and uh, that was 2007 and was named the, uh, you know, was the IT manager in the ISO there. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so kind of that dual hat back in the day was, was a little more okay than what it is now. But, um, you know, had, had to just learn through what, you know, learn what a risk assessment was and what a pen test was and all those different things and, and really just uh, gravitated towards that. And, um, you know, my, my story then kind of takes a little bit of a turn because um, in 2013, we, we had an audit going on and the auditor kind of came in and he, he, he started talking about, you know, how nice it would be if there was a way to like split up ISOs like myself and, and, and spread them out against across multiple institutions. And I'm not saying, you know, it wasn't like he invented the ISO that day because I was, you know, I was very, very curious, or the, the virtual mm -hmm. ISO, but um, we started, you know, kind of talking about what that was and what, and, and he said, yeah, it's, 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 you know, kind of a new thing and, and it's going to, you know, get, gain some traction. And Greg, I, I, I don't, you know, for me, it was like, wow, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I'm going to, this, I'm going to be a virtual ISO. <laughs> and uh, it took me a couple years to really get anything going. You know, it was like, uh, I'd kind of start on a business plan and not get very far with it. Or I'd, you know, I'd call some other folks in the industry and kind of ask them like, Hey, what do you think? Cause th could this be a thing? You know, could, will, will this work in the banking industry? And some people would say, yeah, that sounds kind of neat, Chris. And some people would go, Chris, you're crazy. The FDIC is never going to allow it. The OCC is never going to allow it. Like, like go find something else to do. But um, there, there was just this constant underlying desire and calling for me to, to do this and figure this out. And so 2015 started my company, Beetle Security. Um, it was just me, uh, you know, hung a shingle up and, and kind of just tried to see where it was going to go. And, and, you know, what's, what's been really fun is in the last seven years, I've seen, I've seen the company grow, but more importantly, I've seen the concept of the virtual CISO grow. Like I've seen it mature and it's really, What's really exciting about this space is it's just, it's not, it's not a crazy fad anymore. It's not a, it's, it's a real deal. And, and, you know, we can talk more about where I think that's, that, that map's going to go from, from, you know, the, 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 the concept in general, but just really excited about where things are right now. We're a team of nine. Um, we work exclusively in the financial institution space. So banks and credit unions, uh, we have customers, all over the country. Um, we really do it in a virtual way, meaning, you know, we, we, we don't need to be on site to do what we do. And um, again, just excited about where the company's going, the, the opportunities that we have in front of us and, and um, yeah, just excited about virtual CISO in general too. 
That's awesome. And there's so many things that I can relate with. I think the first thing that I, that I can relate with is this whole idea about what am I going to do when I grow up? And I think I want to be the, uh, the Joe Rogan of information security podcasting. That's, that's what hey, I'm going to right now. But... I, I love that aspiration. <laughs> and, and, and I'll get to, I don't, I don't know how far on, you know, as far as like guests go, but you know, I want to know what guest number I am when it's all said and done. So I'll be able to say, yeah, the, the Greg Schaefer show. Yeah. I was, I was guest number, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, you know, I think you're number six so far and oh, I'm, nice. I'm booked, I'm booked out through uh, mid July right now. It's, it's, it's really gaining traction. It, it, for the deal. most part, when I you, ask man. people, they want to come on and we talk, we have fun. And, and you talked about the uh, virtual CISO space, which of course, you know, I, I do uh, the same thing and uh, I don't yep. consider us competitors. I consider yep. ourselves, we are enhancers of each other. We help each other out. Yep. And the virtual CISO space, it has matured. But I, one thing that I've noticed, I like your take on it is that it seems like that the, in some instances, maybe we're seeing a little bit of a saturation of the market and that there's there's practitioners like you and myself who actually started out doing the the security officer work, and then you have MSPs that have. Um, and I, I don't want to make this sound negative, but some MSPs will offer what they call virtual CISO or virtual ISO services, but they're really providing a um, more like an IT security manager type thing that's more technology faced. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm starting to see, and I, I kind of try to evangelize about that, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Are you seeing something similar or am I just out of left field? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're spot on Greg. And, and I think you and I take a very similar approach that, you know, the role should be much more executive based. It should be strategy, it should be oversight, it should be governance. It should be driving much more than just, uh, much more than just con at a control level, which like you, you know, as you're describing, we, we see, I think it's an easy space for folks to try to get into. You know what I mean? I, I think it's, it, it's, I'm not saying it's easy to be, to do well. I mean, you mm -hmm. and I both know the challenges of doing it well. And that, and there's, and there's a difference there. I think it's real easy for someone to go, Hey, we've got so-and-so in house. They've got a few extra hours every month that, you know, let's, let's just say we're virtual CISOs and, 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 and go in and do this. And my, my only fear, I, I believe that we will go through just like any new industry, you go through the, you know, okay. Like it starts up and you have a few that are saying, yeah, we're crazy enough to try this thing. And then everybody else says, okay, we're going to throw our hat in the ring too. Eventually though, you go through a consolidation where things start to happen, where you say, yeah, these are the ones that do it well. These are the ones that don't do it so well. And, and I don't know when that's going to happen, but I, I, I think we'll, we'll see that within the virtual CISO space as well, where, where folks are going to start saying, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to be here um, because we're not as good as the ones that are focused on it. Um, I, I'm convinced that'll happen, but my, my fear, the only fear I have with any of it is I, I don't want someone to try a mediocre VC so service and then get a bad taste in their mouth and think, yeah, that doesn't work. Like that's, that's the only thing I don't want to have happen with those types of experiences. And I don't know that I've really run into one yet where I've seen that, but you know, that that's, that's a little bit of the risk of someone getting into it that maybe doesn't do it the right way. Yeah, I and I agree with everything you said. I, 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 and especially I think that there is going to be a sort of a leveling out. I think that one of the drivers now, 
is compliance, which of course, you know, we say in InfoSec compliance is not in, is not security. And I kind of bristle at the idea of, of people thinking otherwise that, ooh, if I just do compliance and then, then that's fine, I can check the box on this. And that might be some of the driver for the, maybe we'll call it virtual CISO light or something like that uh, mm -hmm. initiatives, but it's kind of, it's kind of funny in two ways in that the compliance sometimes is a pathway into folks understanding, oh, I really got to beef up the security program. But also, you, you mentioned in the beginning, uh, uh, you know, I, I have a banking background too. I was a bank CISO before going out on this endeavor. And uh, you said something about uh, along the lines of the uh, FDIC or the NCOA or the OCC. They might not really like the idea of you having a separate um, part-time person coming in, a consultant. But actually, nowadays, it seems like that those agencies are actually recommending it to their, their institutions, the smaller ones that have maybe like less than a billion in assets. You seeing something similar in that space? Very, yes, I, I, absolutely. Auditors, examiners, both are, are going to institutions and saying, look, there's no way you can have someone in house that's going to do, uh, you know, our, our, our thing is we say, and you know, an ISO or a CISO needs to be independent mm -hmm. and they need, they need, they need to have the expertise. And, and if you can achieve that in house, great, go for it. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to add a lot of value to, to your situation, but Greg, you and I both know that a lot of organizations, small businesses, community banks, community credit unions, um, the hitting those, achieving those two things, the independent and, and, and the expertise, um, that's hard to do. And, and so, you know, same thing with us, we're seeing auditors and examiners both going in and saying, Hey, look, this is the easiest way that you're going to achieve this. And, 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 um, absolutely excited for that as well. And I, and I think it's right on, you know, I, it sounds self-serving for me to agree with that, but <laughs> Uh, you know, from a big picture, I, I think it is the right, it is the right recommendation for some of those institutions. Uh, yeah. And, and one other thing that it does as well, too, is that if you go in and you provide your virtual CISO services to the organization, you can also act somewhat as a, as a mentor, not only to the IT security folks, that they have more of an understanding now. Okay, I know I've been doing all these controls, putting in these firewall rules and so forth, but now I really get the reason why. But also from enterprise risk management, because financial institutions, as you know, they're very mature in, in risk management. The What is it? Eight different risks, liquidity, all that mm -hmm. different risks and all that, which I could never rattle off, even though I lived banking for a while. But um, I, the understanding that information security not only is an operational risk that falls underneath the RM, but also is, is almost in its own space of itself that there, there's that mentoring capability as well. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And, and we've even taken on some mentoring engagements as well. We, we, we listed as a, as a service on our, on our website, you know, if someone is coming in from outside the banking industry for us, I mean, that that's one where, um, you know, just kind of understanding the nuances of the industry, um, or maybe they come from, maybe they're on the technical side, but the risk management piece, absolutely coaching people through that and helping them understand that um, is another, another great piece that a virtual CISO can bring to the table. I mean, a virtual CISO, if they've been, you know, if they've been in the industry for a while, I mean, had this conversation, I don't know, it was about last year and, and just talking about the concept in general and, and some of the advantages of it. I mean, if you think about it, you, as a virtual CISO, you've seen multiple institutions, multiple programs that have cycled through 
it's like you get to you get to see things you know things are cycling through a lot faster than what someone in-house where they get to see an information security program go through one time once a year whereas mm -hmm. if you're managing eight different institutions you're seeing it cycle through eight times every year and so what starts to happen there is you there's just a lot more experience that starts to happen very very quickly and to share that i think is absolutely invaluable and, and imperative in in our in, in the shortage of people that are out you know this this supply and demand issue that we're with and in in just ta the talent pool um and then just even in general just just securing our society and our nation i think i think that mentorship thing is going to be really really important in now and in years to come well, I really wish that you were around in 2012 when I started as a bank CISO because I came from government and from higher ed and I walked into this bank stuff. I mean, uh, I, I had no idea like what Teller Row was. I, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. I knew what an yeah. ATM was and I knew what money was and I like money. And then that was about it. But there was a whole learning curve there as well. What do you think um, uh, is a real significant threat to the to the because you you obviously will serve smaller financial institutions who don't have the the need for a full-time CISO. So probably I'm going to guess uh, less than a billion in assets or two billion maybe. Mm -hmm. But but what do you see is uh, currently the 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 most significant information security threat to those businesses that you, those banks and credit unions that you work with? You know I I mean I I think that. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I got to be careful here. I think the banking industry does a fairly good job when, when all things considered, you know, when we, when, you know, you take into account a lot of the other industries that are out there. I think they do a fairly good job at, at just kind of understanding the, the pieces that are out there. I mean, end of the day, the people are, are, you know, there's still, there's still a lot of training that needs to happen. A lot of understanding that needs to happen. That's, I mean, that's number one for me. I think the other thing that we have to be careful with, and this almost sounds like I'm, I'm gonna like almost throw the thing on its head from a threat standpoint, but you know, one, I, I did a blog post on this about a month ago. One of the things that can sometimes irritate me is just the sensational, like the, the media, how they like to sensationalize threats and, and how sometimes I, I feel like we're sending the wrong message um, mm -hmm. with that. Um, it, you know, it, it's almost like this message of like, well, you know, it, it's like kind of the hot topic for the minute. And then when it dies down, I don't know, we're not playing the long game when we do that. Like we get very, very short sighted and, and we want to say, oh, this is the thing, this is the thing, this is the thing. And, and the, the reality of it is that threat was there. That threat was there six months ago and no one was making a big deal about it. And we, we, you know, we, we have to plan we have to think we have to think big picture when it comes to how we're managing threats threat intelligence um you know if we want to go sound the the alarm every time something comes up what we're going to do is just people are just going to stop you know they're, 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 the sky is falling the sky is falling like let's okay no big deal um I, I think we have to be really really careful before we you know when we when we have things like that happen but for me the big thing is you know and and we sit in on board meeting you know boards of directors that that ask us about hey what about the russian you, you know ukraine thing and what, what should we be doing and 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 my response to those folks are we should be building a, a solid information security program that's able to handle a wide variety of threats so that 
we're, we're, we're kind of just more awareing, uh, you know, raising awareness when something like that comes up instead of saying, oh, we need to go build a program. Like that's, that's, and, and, and again, I think most banks are in that place, but I think, um, you know, I think we just have to be careful with kind of that, that, I don't know, overdoing our, some of our threat, uh, sounding, sounding the alarm as much as we do. Yeah. It, it, almost where if you had a, competent security program in place, then when just kind of like if you're, if you're, if your health is relatively good, you, you take care of yourself, you eat right, you, you work out, you know, uh, when, when you do get a, an illness or something, it doesn't, doesn't affect you as bad as if you weren't taking yep. care of your health, that sort of thing. Information security yep. health is the way I like to refer to it. And, yep. and, and I am, that's sort of uh, one of those touch points with me as far as the um, marketing of threat du jour, if you will. I remember, <laughs> you remember Heartbleed? It's like, oh, yeah. and they came it out. a logo. If, if it has its own icon, <laughs> it's probably overblown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, but they have good marketing folks out there, I guess. Well, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, with all this stuff, I mean, obviously information security um, can be a very stressful environment. And I know that there are certain there, there are ways people decompress. And this is one of the more, more fascinating thing I like to hear from folks. What do you do to decompress and step away from information security to regenerate your mind and your, your enthusiasm? Yep. Uh, great question. Um, and, and, and extremely important. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think, I think information security, but also, you know, as a business leader, you, 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 both of them can kind of suck you in and you really, you can be sitting there looking at your laptop still at nine 30 at night and, and, you know, wheels turning kind of, kind of, you know, situation. But for me, daily, daily habits, I, 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 I like to, I like to pray and meditate daily. Um, find that to be very, very helpful journaling, um, try to do, uh, you know, some form of physical exercise every single day. So those daily habits are really, really important. Big picture though, um, you know, my family and I, we like to travel. Um, we have a camper. In fact, we're planning a trip out to, uh, you know, out West kind of do the Yellowstone, Tetons, Rocky Mountain National Park in, in a camper. So lots and nice. lots of planning has to go with that. But I love that. I love just being with my family and, and getting out into nature. So excited about that. So completely random, unknown Cliff Clavin fact, when you go to the Tetons and, and you're there on Mormon Row, that is where they mm -hmm. filmed the Rocky Four Siberia training montage. Ah. And one time when I was out in, we actually used to stay at a cabin on Mormon Row. They don't, they don't have that anymore. The, the National Park bought it, but I was convinced that I have got to find, and I, I had my phone and I'm looking at the video, looking at like the, the, the Grand Teton and trying to uh, uh, coordinate it with uh, the, the butte that's there. Um, can't remember the name of that. A barefoot, bear, bear something, bear tail butte, something like that. Anyway, I found exactly where they had built that uh, cabin where he was chopping wood and, and, yeah. and pushing Polly up on the. Yeah. <laughs> on the I love that movie, by the way, too. Like I was a, I was a total Rocky junkie as a kid. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, where he's, where he's flying in, he's flying into, uh, to Jackson hole airport and all that. And he's okay. climbing up like, Did you know, know that. one of the Tetons. Well, I, that's what I'm here for. Absolute stupid trivia. <laughs> it's never used anywhere else. I, I'm going to be telling my kids, they're going to be like, what, 
what's, what's, Rocky, what's a Rocky for? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that old guy who's in the Expendables? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, very good. So, so future plans. I mean, do do, do you want to be Joe Rogan two point Because I can step aside if you want. I think you could do it. No. But, uh, what, what are your future I, I, plans? Yeah, for, for, I'll for, be a for, guest whenever you want me to be. Uh, okay. But no, no, not gonna, not going to be Joe Rogan two point No, I, I, you know, for right now. Um, it, it's just continuing to grow the business. I mean, our, our intention is just to get it to a spot where it is a, it is a business that it, that's ready to serve as many banks and credit unions as want the help. I mean, that's really our, our goal. And just to continue to grow that, continue to mature the virtual CISO, just how we deliver it, what we're doing with it. And mm-hmm. gosh, that's, that's my foreseeable future right now. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying what we're doing. Um, not even, not even just the service, but just running a business is really, really fun. So, um, I don't, I don't see any stop to that anytime soon. Awesome. Well, Chris, I appreciate your time here this morning or whenever, you know, some people might be yeah. in the afternoon, but I appreciate your time. That's, uh, BatelSecurity.com. Uh, if you're yes. in a financial institution in particular, and you're looking for a good virtual CISO, go check them out. And, uh, for everybody else, stay secure.